Welcome to the Battlestat Sports Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Welcome to the Horns Corner section of BattlestatSports.com. I'm your host, Nick Nino's Corner Battle. And today we're going to talk about, well, first off, Texas has a bye week this week. You know, so we didn't have a game yesterday on Saturday. We have a bye week. We play West Virginia next week. But in this uh, in this downtime, I did some stats and some uh, uh, some numbers on the Texas wide receiving core and how well they stack up to the average wide receiver in the NCAA. Um, came along some great, great numbers, guys. Um, you know, first off, guys, when I heard that Colin Johnson was not going to play against Oklahoma State, I was a little worried. Uh, you know, their backup, Malcolm Epps, he had a pretty good game against Rice, but, you know, again, it's Rice. You know, so Rice isn't the, the best team to gauge how successful that player is going to be. Um, but with missing Colin Johnson, the team hasn't skipped a beat when it comes to um, being an efficient and effective unit when it comes to the wide receiver core. So Colin Johnson plays the X wide receiver position. Uh, you know, so Malcolm X backs him up at the X. Uh, the Z is manned by Brennan Eagles and the H is manned by Devin DuVernay um, with his backup being Jake Smith, who I think should get a lot more playing time than what he does. Jake Smith has been balling out um, like none other, especially for a freshman who uh, didn't come in for, the spring workouts, he came in after his summer and well, actually, uh, well, after his school ended and came in for the fall camp, and that was it. Um, but let's get into these numbers. So, first off, guys, we're going to talk about the battle stat number. If you don't know what the battle stat number is, I'm going to you know call it the BSN. Uh, yeah, so, the BSN, which is the battle stat number, measures a player's efficiency and effectiveness at their respective skill position. And so, it gives a number like a QBR for the skill position. It's like your wide receivers, your tight ends, and your running backs. And today we'll be featuring the, the wide receivers for Texas. Um, the higher the number, the better. It's based on a 100 point scale. Um, some numbers do go over 100 points if these guys are just truly efficient, and some of them do. So, you know, so you'll see that. Um, you know, so just talking about that, let's let's step into these numbers. Um, so when it comes to the BSN, average NCAA BSN is 40, uh, you know, for wide receiver. And for our wide receivers at Texas, Devin DuVernay had a 60.7 over the first four games. So, you know, the first third of the season, a 60.70. Uh, Brennan Eagles, an amazing 77.23. Jake Smith, a 50.3. Uh, Colin Johnson, 43.12, and that's just over the first two games. And Malcolm Epps, uh, 26.73. So it's a, it's a significant dropout, drop off, uh, nearly 17 points um, difference when uh, Johnson is in the game. Well, when Johnson is not in the game and, and uh, Epps is. But let's focus on the three guys who have been just truly electric. So first off, let's look at Brennan Eagles numbers. Brennan Eagles does not get a bunch of targets when it comes to this offense. I think over the first four games, he's only had 15 targets, but he's made the best out of those targets with a, a 67 um, catch percentage, uh, first down and touchdown to target ratio, 53.33%. So basically, guys, 53% of the time the ball is thrown to Brendan Eagles, he's catching a first down or a touchdown. Remarkable, remarkable. Um, and that and that doesn't even lead the team. So, the, you know, so, that, so that should tell you something. Yards per target. Now, this is where Brendan Eagles is in a whole other category, 18.4 yards per target. 
every ball that he gets, it's a long ball, and he's taking it to the house or he's getting a, a great first down. And TDs per target, 26.67%. So every over well, less than every fourth catch he has is a touchdown. Well, I'm sorry, less than every fourth target he has, guys, is a touchdown. Think about that for a minute. Every four times the ball is thrown his way, where he catches it or not, it's a touchdown. This guy's truly amazing. He's big, he's fast, he's strong. Um, it's exactly what the uh, Longhorns needed at that ZY receiver position. Um, just, just truly amazing. Let's uh, bounce. Oh, and it's BSN scores, guys. So Brennan Eagles against La Tech, 130.4 BSN. That's over 100. It's rarely done for a game. Uh, he did it twice um, in in his performances. Now, mind you, they're they're small sample sizes, but still. So you know, so La Tech, 130.44 was his BSN score against LSU. He was above average, 45.19. Um, against Rice, 79.7, and against Oklahoma State, 108.46 was his BSN scores. Truly amazing. The guy's been godsend for this team. It's exactly what the team needed at that ZY um, out uh, job. You know, so he's able to uh, have have great hands and have enough speed to break off the top of the defenses. Amazing. Next guy that we'll look at here is going to be our slot guy, our H position, Devin Duvernay. Devin DuVernay, wow. Uh, one of the most reliable and efficient receivers that, are, that is in college football right now. His catch percentage is 92.86%. That's his catch percentage. Guys, if the ball's coming his way, he's catching it. Um, he's recorded no drops in four years here on the 40 acres. No drops. Let that sink in for a minute. No drops in four years. This year in the first four games, of course, no drops, but every ball that's been targeted him, he's damn near caught. So if you you know actually digging those numbers a little bit more, Devin Duvernay has been targeted 42 times and caught the ball 39 times. He doesn't drop anything. 377 yards, averaging nearly 10 yards a catch, uh, four touchdowns, um, and and explosive plays, guys. He has eight explosive plays, which are plays over 15 yards or more. Um, and two of those plays, well, those are college explosive plays. Now, if we extrapolate that to the NFL side of the house, um, he has two explosive plays, which are plays of 20 plays or more. Now, let's back this up. And let's go back to Brennan Eagles because I forgot to mention this about Brennan Eagles. Brennan Eagles is truly, truly remarkable when it comes to his explosive plays also, guys. Just think about this for a minute. The guy's uh, 15 targets, 10 receptions, 276 yards for – 27.6 yards per reception, four TDs, seven explosive plays that are college explosive plays, and seven explosive plays are the NFL explosive plays. That means every explosive play he gets, whether it's college or NFL metric, is 20 plays or more. I mean, I'm sorry, it's 20 yards or more, guys. Think about that for a minute. 70% of his receptions, 70% of his receptions are explosive plays. So when the Longhorns are, are looking at him, they're going deep, and when they go deep with this guy not seven times out of 10 receptions. He the two coach for a freaking uh, uh, play that's over 20 yards or more. Uh, and just think seven out of his 15 targets are explosive plays. So nearly 50% of his, his targets are explosive plays. Truly amazing. All right. Done with the uh, Brennan Eagles. Let's go back to Devin Duvernay. All right. Devin Duvernay, like I said, the guy's been balling out. It's glad to see this guy have a breakout season. Um, it's kind of the season that we've all been waiting on. 
But if you're looking to his his numbers, like I said, guys, almost a 93% catch percentage, 39 out of 42 targets. You know, he's caught um, his first down to target ratio is the highest in the team, uh, 57.14% first down or touchdown per target. Yards per target, 8.98 yards per target. Um, just goes to show you how good Brennan Eagles is, 18.4. Okay, I'm done with Brennan Eagles, guys. All right, so 8.98, you know, so nearly nine yards per target. And TDs per target, 9.52%. So uh, nearly, you know, 9.5%. So let's just say every one out of 10 catches he has is a touchdown. Okay? Or I'm sorry, every one out of 10 targets he has is a touchdown, which is nearly every one out of 10 catches because he catches the ball at 93% rate. Okay, so if you look at his BSN numbers, <coughs> excuse me, guys, um, he was above average in every game. Um, well, he's above NCAA average in every game uh, besides the Rice game. And just slightly below average in the rice game, but that's because you know just a limited targets he had, uh, and I think that's more of a game plan thing. But if you look at against La Tech, against Louisiana Tech, forty three point nine, so it's above forty. Um, he had a lot of short, you know, like bubble screens and you know short passes, short catches, uh, nothing too explosive. Against LSU, you know, these are the games that matter, guys. Seventy point four zero, seventy point four. Uh, highly efficient, highly effective against Rice, 38.47, a little bit below average, but like I said, this is, you know, mainly just mainly due to a game plan and Oklahoma state made a BSN of 55.14, 15 points above the NCAA average. He's balling out guys. Season average is 60.7. Um, you know, when, when the Longhorns lost little Jordan Humphrey to the league, I thought for sure that this offense was going to fall off a, you know, I wouldn't say fall off a cliff, but they were going to have a little bit of a disappointment this year. Um, but it goes to show you that Tom Herman really, really values uh, this this H position. And um looks like Devin DuVernay is doing an even better job than what uh, Humphreys did last year. Um, it's good to see that he's able to get an opportunity to play and and an actual opportunity to shine in this offense. Uh, this is definitely going to help him out when it comes to being drafted next year. I think he's played himself from uh, being an undrafted free agent or a late, you know, six or seven round pick to if he keeps his pace up, guys, he'll definitely be a third round pick or fourth round pick. He's going to make him make himself some money next year. He's 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 earning these game checks for next year, guys. He's balling out um, and talking about the age position. We are now going to go and talk about uh, Jake Smith, a true freshman out of Arizona. All right, so when it comes to Jake Smith, it's glad is I'm very glad. It's very good to see that uh, you know Tom Herman keeps his word. He always says if a freshman is good enough to play, they're going to play on this team. Uh, Jake Smith came in, didn't even come in early. You know, like Jordan Whittington and Rashawn Johnson. Who Rashawn Johnson? Thank God for him. He has been a godsend for this team at running back and the most unselfish player that you ever probably see. A four-star recruit who willingly goes to running back. But we're not talking about running back today. We're talking about that for another day. But Jake Smith didn't come in here for summer workouts. Well, not summer, but you know, the spring workouts because he was still in school. Um, wasn't an early enrollee. Came in, in the fall, and his kid just shined and balled out. Uh, when it comes to the catch percentage for Jake Smith, mind you, true freshman, 68.42% catch percentage, um, second highest in the team. Uh, first downs and TDs per target, 26.32%, guys. Uh, so, you know, over a, a quarter of the time, he's getting a first down or, or, or a touchdown. His yards per target, third in the team, 7.89 yards per target. But second on the team is his TDs per target. All he does is catch touchdowns, 21.05 
21.05% touchdowns per target. Um, let's, let's dig into those numbers just a little bit more. When it comes to Jake Smith, uh, he has 19 targets, guys, 13 receptions, 150 yards, um, 11.5 yards per catch, um, four touchdowns. So four out of his 13 catches are touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, his explosive plays, he has four explosive plays, you know, at the college level, and two of those are extrapolated to the NFL level. So, you know, many yards, 20 yards or more. Um, yeah, he's had his, his his longest play, if I'm not mistaken, is 53 yards. So he, he's a very explosive kid. Uh, one thing about Jake Smith is uh, he might only have 150 yards from 13 catches, but a lot of the balls he's caught, these, these touchdowns he's caught, he was so far ahead of these guys in the back of an end zone. You know, it didn't matter if Jake Smith was from 20 yards out, 50 yards out, 60 yards out, where that ball was thrown, uh, he was going to outrun everybody in that defense from that spot. So, you know, his numbers are a little misleading. He's he's caught a lot of touchdowns where he didn't have the opportunity to keep running. So um, I'm going to love to see him, you know, catch a few balls where he has the opportunity to run because the guy can 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 straight up scoot. He can run. Uh, he was a Gatorade player of the year coming out of high school. So glad to have him as a horn. We look at his BSN numbers, guys. The first game, he didn't have the highest BSN score, 16.05, um, which is well below the, the NCAA average. But from LSU on, he's kicked butt. 78.2 BSN uh, um, against LSU, 73.1 against Rice, and a 59.92 against Oklahoma State. Running in for a total BSN score 50.3, which is 10 points above the NCAA average. So, uh, yeah, these Texas wide receivers have been playing elite. Um, starting off with Devin DuVernay, uh, Brendan Eagles, and Jake Smith. Now this brings me to my next receiver, which is Malcolm Epps. Um, tall guys, he's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, uh, basketball player that played tight end in, in, in high school. Uh, so they moved him over to wide receiver. He doesn't have the, the most nimble of feet. Um, he has soft hands, so you can tell the, you know, the, the kid catches the ball really, really well. Uh, but he just comes out of his brakes a little too slow, uh, but he's just learning the position. That's one thing I've got to realize. It's a guy who hasn't been playing wide receiver for the bulk of his career is not going to have the best receiving years in the, in the, in the first couple of years of his transition. Um, I look for him to pretty much take a, hopefully a big step next year because we're going to need it, uh, you know, having a guy that's going to re- replace Colin Johnson. And I think this year he's getting some meaningful reps um, to teach him how to be just a little bit more physical. Uh, and use the size. You know, uh, one thing that stood out to me was against, you know, Louisiana Tech, um, where five nine cornerback Amik Robertson, which granted he is going to be an NFL player, he's going to get drafted, but he kind of manhandled uh, you know Epps when it came to him getting off the line of scrimmage. Um, so you know things like that, this hand placement, um, uh, you know, just working on his footwork. But he can catch the ball. He can definitely catch the ball. He just has to you know, just figure out where his placement has to be when it comes to catching the ball, um, where his body needs to be positioned um, and using his size and his range to be a very physical player. But I think the transition for him is going to turn out pretty well. It's just going to take time for him. You know, it's not instant grits. You know, people want this to be uh, something that happens overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, he's learning his job. Guys, let him learn his long horses. Let him learn. He's going to be fine. Uh, you know, and Tom Herman and Tim Beck, I trust. Um, but let's dig into his numbers, uh, against Louisiana Tech, Malcolm Epps, he didn't have the, you know, the best of games. So his, uh, 
his BSN offense or his his BSN was a 9.37. He only had one catch, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, against LSU, he didn't play. Um, against Rice, he had a 44.79 BSN, which was good. And he actually looked pretty good against Rice. And he had one call that was – well, one pass that was called back, which I think shouldn't have been called back. Uh, I think they had Samuel Cosme or was it um, Parker Brown going down at the end of the sideline. So I think it was an illegal man downfield. But I think it was a BS call. You know, uh, that would have definitely boosted this number up. Um, and against Oklahoma State, a 5.68 BSN. You know, but, uh, you know, in San Jose, you know, in San Jose, you know, about Epps, you really can't get on them too much. But the other three receivers are having such great seasons and great games that, you know, their numbers are getting called a lot more. And I don't think Epps has the opportunity to, you know, to uh, actually make a name for himself right now. Um, but, his catch percentage isn't bad. He has a 60%, you know, catch percentage. He ranks him third amongst all these guys. Um, uh, well, I'm sorry, fourth behind Eagle Smith and DuVernay. Uh, uh, he's actually higher than Colin Johnson. A 30% first down and TD per target rate, which is higher than Jake Smith's. Uh, he doesn't have any touchdowns, so he, you know, so no touchdown per target rate. He's averaging 6.3 yards per target, so he has to get that up. He's a big guy. He, you know, he should be able to jump balls from, you know, some balls and make some plays happen. Um, but, you know, in saying that, guys, I just want to say that the Texas wide receiver core looks very, very good. Uh, we're in good hands right now. And this is all without Colin Johnson. Um, hopefully Colin Johnson can log a couple snaps in against West Virginia. You know, if he can do that, then, you know, he can kind of get his legs underneath him because we're definitely going to need him against Oklahoma. You know, Colin Johnson opens up the field so much for all the other receivers. The other receivers are balling out right now. But, you know, if you can only imagine if you have Colin sitting at the X receiver position, you got to have a dedicated guy on him. You might have, to have your best cornerback on him and he's so explosive uh that you might have to roll over a safety to gotta pay attention to him so that's gonna leave more room more meat in the bone you know what i'm saying for devin duvernay and jake smith and uh and brendan eagles it's really gonna open up the the field for the guys in the interior so I, you know i would love to see colin back out there because he's definitely open up the field for for jake and uh and devin duvernay but in saying that guys thank you for listening to this podcast uh you know nick nino's corner battle um, go to horns or oh, at horns uh, underscore corner on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, you can also catch us on battlestatsports.com. Uh, you can go to the contact form if you have any questions or you want me to do some, you know, you know, some efficiency and effectiveness analysis and data analyst work for you guys. I can do that for you. Um, but, you know, any other questions or concerns you have, you can either contact me at the horns, horns underscore corner on Twitter or BSTAT Sports on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram also. Um, and you can always, uh, you know, you have to email me at hornscornersports at gmail.com or at battlestatsports at gmail.com. But go visit the website, hornscorner.com or battlestatsports.com. You can reach us all through there. So thanks for listening and hook them all day long.